Let's get ready to jerk the curtain! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. See you later, Mr. Sacco. What it is is what it is. Rest in peace. Is the best there was or the best there ever will be. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Jerk the Curtain podcast, a rush of madness and mania. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and joining me today is my special guest tag team partner, John the Revelator. Woo! What's up, man? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was the Virgil podcast. Am I in the wrong spot? What's up, man? What's up, man? So, today is July 20th already. Holy shit, we are blasting through this month. So It's gone. It's gone, man. It's already August. It's it is three more weeks now. We got my first con, uh, Steel City Con, which will uh, have X Pac and Hockey, Honky Tonk Man, mm. and then a week later we'll have Monster Mania, and there will be Mick Foley. Nice, yeah, nice. Now, now, who? What all wrestlers have you met in real life? Rob Van Dam. Nice. That's it. <laughs> mm. I met Ric Flair at a Kmart uh, near where I live when I was like fifteen, and he was a complete jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and keep in mind, I'm, I'm from the Charlotte area, so this is his home home territory, and he just did not want to be there. Which, to be fair, it was a fucking Kmart. I mean, I'll give him that. But I was like, oh, well, you know, the rumors are true of you just being a complete asshole. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> he is the nature boy, Ric Flair. So, little slice of life—that's what we call we review each other's weeks. Spencer from the Hall of Heroes podcast. Uh, Coin that term, the slice of life section. Uh, <laughs> anyway, are we actually recording? Yep, we're recording. I didn't even Ooh. pull up the monitor. We're good. Okay, so <laughs> let's talk about my town flooding last night. So I go to Alice Cooper, and we go have a great time, come back home. We go on Facebook, fucking pictures. People are like, oh, my God, the town flooded. And then... This morning, I go to go to work, and there's roads closed everywhere, and I have to take the long way. So, later on in the day, I just see pictures of, like, businesses, the schools underwater and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> you think that we, like, have better drainage in this fucking floodplain town, but apparently not. We didn't learn the first time. Uh, 96, exactly, what was it, nine years ago to, yet to the day yesterday, the entire town flooded. <laughs> Some people no no infrastructure whatsoever every man for himself if you don't own a fucking canoe you're just shit out of luck essentially essentially so everyone's bitching to complain there's no way to out so i come home from work today and i was like oh maybe they got their shit together so i drive 15 minutes down the road to go home four minutes left to go home road closed you guys still didn't get it. Fuck PennDOT. So <laughs> I take a road and it my GPS is working and then the GPS isn't working and then it says no service. So I'm guessing and that's not good. 
that's not good at all. Uh, I know you you messaged me and you were like, I don't know the exact time I'll be home. The the town is flooded. I'm using a flashlight to see out the window. I'm just sitting here in front of my laptop thinking, well, TJ, you know, that's a wrap on old TJ pretty much. Yes. I And then I went two different ways, man. And they both said road closed. And I was like, I can't backtrack the whole way. I can't. I, I That's ridiculous. I'll be another 30, 40 minutes. So I drive up one way. And I ended up making a circle that took 20 minutes anyway. And I ended up backtracking and going that way anyway. So it, I ended up having to do the exact thing that I didn't want to do. So that's that. I knew I wanted to bitch about one more thing. Oh, how fucking long it is taking for my AEW shirt to get here. I just want to rep the John Moxley and I can't do shit because their shipping is ass. There's no tracking number. <laughs> I hate it. So did you buy from the company itself, not like a third party or anything? I went to the website and I clicked on the merchandise thing and then it sent me to this whole other website. And then I bought from there. So you think that like that's a direct thing. But they have they don't keep inventory. It's like a fucking tea public for only wrestling shirts. <laughs> with shitty customers. Someone get Cody Rhodes on the phone. What the fuck's going on down <laughs> yes. there? They gotta get some better infrastructure, you know, pin dock. AEW, everything's letting you down, man. Yeah, it's it's a big fucking letdown. So, how? What about you? What'd you do this week? Oh shit! I worked. Um, I totally missed my podcast spot on my personal podcast. Uh, <laughs> so luckily, my my friends filled in. Having a baby just fucks your life up, man. Mm-hmm. I, you told me that back when you were on my show back in the day, and uh, before my daughter was born, and like you can't get anything done. It's remarkable, like just how structurally fucked your life becomes because and you know it's all worth it keep in mind but it's just like shit you know i can't go to the store without you know bringing her with me and that's a putting her in a car seat getting all of her shit in the car going it i don't know it's just crazy even to do this podcast i'm just praying that she just stays asleep and doesn't wake up so you know that's that's pretty much my life now is just constantly you know baby care which is fine it's just interesting how quickly your life changes yeah, I've decided to stop making Casey Anthony jokes, so I will refrain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to do it on Gordmore all the time, and then I stopped because John Drans Dranscock is what I call him. His real name's Dransack. Uh his kid kept making noises in the background. I was like, You gotta Casey Anthony that little shit now. <laughs> 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 don't you have a spare bedroom or something you can just stick her in right so uh yeah but we got a match review today and it's a good one it's a weird one though it's very weird it's very i messaged you about this uh, yes. kind of out of the blue because i watched halloween habit 1997 based on your guys's review of the eddie guerrero Rey mysterio jr match what i've not seen in many 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 years oh okay excellent <laughs> One of the best WCW matches of all time, yes. easily. And I was like, I'm just going to watch this whole fucking thing. You know, I got WWE Network and I'm sitting there watching. And I'm like, oh, what's what's the, you know, what's the main event? And it's fucking Piper Hogan. <laughs> Big Piper fan. And I was like, OK, let's see what this shit is. And I'm watching the match and we'll get into the match later on oh, in yes. more depth. But the ending is so bonkers and so classic WCW. And you're just like, what the fuck are you guys doing, man? Like it's it. it in a in a 
in a pay-per-view that had uh rip flair kurt henning you know disco infernal fucking jacqueline you know <laughs> a lot of interesting shit on the card and the main event is like two 50 year old guys just like climbing a cage and you know literally biting each other's ass <laughs> but we'll get into the details later on yes <laughs> So, like he said, it is a Hogan versus Piper match date October 26, 97. Again, this is another Halloween Havoc 97 match from WCW Steel Cage this time. And it's not like the uh, Steel Cage you'll see later on in the WWF, uh, the smaller chain link stuff. This is like big bars and stuff. It's really weird. Yeah, it looks like a plastic connect almost yeah. <laughs> like th- there's no give to it whatsoever. It's very flimsy. Uh, so just. Also, just a reminder that this was the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc <laughs> with Macho Man on the front. The Slim Jim. Yeah, you know, that, that stuff was the best. Uh, we did the promo today on social media and I had to crop Macho Man out because <laughs> he takes up half the poster <laughs> for the promo. Anytime you type in Halloween Havoc, it's always the Slim Jim Macho Man one. And <laughs> It's just great. And you've not lived till you hear Michael Buffer saying his beautiful voice, Slim Jim presents. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, my God. Like, we're really cheesing it up now. Yes. So the match, it's time to discuss. Was the entrances hyped? Now, you talked about pre- this pre-show. How they like <laughs> overused the NWO theme, <laughs> this pay-per-view. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I mean, almost every single uh, match on the card features an NWO member. And I, I listen, I, I understand. I, I get I get the, the power of the NWO and the, and the how it just lit a fire under pro wrestling in the 90s. I get it. But that fucking theme, man, like if you've heard it once, you've heard it your entire fucking life. Like it just lives <laughs> in the back of your brain. And every time one of these fucking matches start and that fucking guitar thing, the you know, Dun, 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 dun. you're just like oh fuck please like where's the mute button uh but in terms of this match specifically hogan comes out of a fan's cup which i thought was fucking disgusting even for, for hollywood hogan uh he, he threatens a fake sting or uh, i'm sorry a sting considering this match deals a lot with fake stings let me rephrase that he threatens a fan in a sting mask, um, but he comes in, does the shirt rip. If you've seen any Hulk Hogan entrance in the last 40 years, you've seen this entrance. And then Piper comes out, and I swear to God, I think he's fucking sleepwalking. It is the, it is the most like non-threatening, non-interesting, non-exciting entrance I've ever seen Roddy Piper give ever. He just kind of strolls out to his bad pipes and he, you know, takes his kilt off. Hogan jumps out of the ring, runs around the ring, scared, acting like a toddler. And you're just like, again, this is the same pay-per-view that had Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Yes. And this is our main event. It's 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 truly sad. And but WCW was really known for that sort of stuff around this time. This was uh, kind of when things started going downhill. Not so much. Uh, Goldberg was going to be introduced and just, you know, it's it's weird. Because yeah, I mean, let's. I, I want to be fair because you know you have to look at this in the time frame of 1997. So at this point, Sting had been kind of absent for over a year. He'd been popping up here and there, but he hasn't spoken or been in the ring in over a year. At this point, we're a year away from Hogan's heel turn and the formation of the NWO. So I mean, I get it that this this pay per view match with Piper is just a stepping stone to Sting Hogan at Starcade. You know, three months later, I think in December. Um, but still, I just. 
it, it was kind of a head stretcher that this, you know, when when the most exciting part of this match, and we'll get to that, is is an interference angle <laughs> product going on. Uh, is it Halloween Havoc '98 that has the match? That is it the uh, the pay per view that ran too long. Hmm, I think so. Yes, it was DDP versus Goldberg uh, at the end. Yeah, I believe you're right. I've not seen that one in a long time either. I'm I'm slowly working my way through WCW pay-per-views on the WWE Network. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's just so many cool different WCW pay-per-views near the end of their lifespan. That's just completely bonkers that they had to. If that is the actual pay-per-view, they had to uh, actually play it on the Nitro. <laughs> the next day because they they don't got to play it they showed them coming out and as soon as the bell rang i think it cut (laughs) of course yeah of course it did and then they had to play the whole match the next the next night could you imagine having all those pay-per-view buys and then you fucking it up with that uh warrior hogan match in 98 (laughs) with the fake fire (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was never an ultimate warrior fan ever but that w that wcw run that he had later on uh was embarrassing even by his standards yes um a lot, a lot of strange shows when you look at the overall scheme of wcw versus wwf at the time uh i'm sorry wwe i don't want vince to come assassinate me for saying wwf no but, chance uh, <laughs> no, he just comes in my door yeah breaks down the door but here's the thing about it it's so weird that Nitro was on top for so long considering the product they were putting out. Uh, when we know eventually what happened, because a lot of it's just NWO, Cruiserweight, Mysterious Sting kind of shit. Oh, yes. For some reason, that was just the hot shit. And listen, you know, 10 year old John in 1999 thought that it was the coolest thing on the fucking planet. But looking at it now <laughs> with like contests, how strange that, that they just dominated for so long in the late 90s. Yeah. Sure. Especially with big competition like ECW and WWF at the time. Uh, I read a, I read a thing that Vince actually gave ECW five hundred thousand dollars to keep it going, just to like keep the competition up between the three because it boosted re- ratings for all of them. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. I mean, it 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 kind of goes against your gut instinct of, you know, less competition is probably a good thing for your product. Yeah. But look at where WWE is currently. I mean, it's still the most dominant wrestling circuit out there, promotion out there. And a lot of like hardcore wrestling fans are just chomping at the bit for AEW to get off the ground and really deliver a good product. I mean, we're even really kind of overlooking a lot of flaws in the product right now, Mm -hmm. just because we want something so radically different than what WWE is providing. Um, So I I totally get it. I mean, in the late 90s, wrestling was the biggest thing on the planet. Everyone liked wrestling in the 90s. Even if you weren't a wrestling fan, you knew The Rock, you knew Stone Cold, you knew Goldberg, you knew the NWO. Um, So, yeah, I get it. I, you know, more sometimes more saturation is a good thing for the entire product. And uh, another thing is, is a lot of ECW wrestlers would eventually become talent for the WWE. Uh, So it's kind of like, oh, your competition, but yet you're also creating superstars for us to have eventually because we're that next step of, up above you. And I mean, they brought them the Dudley boys and stuff like that. So RVD, especially big main main headliner type people. Uh, so that's how I you can also see it if you're in Vince's shoes. 
It's like a, they're yeah, at NXT at the time. Did WCW ever have a second show? Yeah, they actually had Thunder on Thursday night, um, which was pretty unwatchable even in the 90s. I mean, it was a lot of their lower card. I mean, you could look at something like it was kind of their version of SmackDown. But with SmackDown, you at least had top guys popping into that show every once in a while. Uh, Thunder, if you got like a Raven or Goldberg main event, it was considered a good show. Um, I... I loved Nitro and WCW back in the day, but I've very rarely ever watched. And I sure never watched the uh, Sunday morning show that they had for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, back to the discussion topics. That was a fuck, <laughs> that was a hell of a sidebar. Did the match have good flow? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I, I wrote down in my notes, the first physical contact in the match is Piper literally biting Hogan on the ass. Um, <laughs> literally, Hogan climbs the cage, Piper grabs him, bites him on the ass, pulls him down, and then bites him on the back. And I'm sitting there like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I just was in disbelief. Uh, this match has a lot of cage climbing, a lot of like outside the ring, a lot of apron work. Um, they get a lot of use out of the cage door, slamming the door on each other. And at one point, Hogan pits up Piper and slams him on the guardrail, which is a pretty good spot. Um, but a lot of it is just running around the ring and kind of very light actual wrestling, technical wrestling, which is kind of what makes it disappointing. At one point, Hogan pulls off his belt, starts whipping Piper. <laughs> you know, because that, that was Hogan's main move was pulling off the big strap and just whipping the guy. But it it was not a good match whatsoever. I, you know, if you had this match on like a main event Nitro, it's passable. But as a main event for a pay per view, hell no. no, no way. And that kind of leads to our next one. Was it was the match believable? No, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for two guys almost retiring, uh, I'd say yeah. Uh, just just because, like you know. Taken in the age of these actors, or age of the actors, the age of the wrestlers at the time, you know, they're both in their like mid to late 40s. But guys like Flair, who had that match earlier with Henning, a lot of physicality in that match. And in this, the most exciting thing that happens in the match, other than Macho Man's interference, is at one point they do climb the cage and they're delivering very bad headshots to each other, open fist hits <laughs> on top of the cage. And it was kind of cool seeing Hogan that high up in the air. You know, Hogan normally doesn't do you know, turnbuckle type work and he doesn't really ever do ladder stuff. And seeing him on top of the cage was at least a sight I've never seen before. So I will give it that one point for that. At least while there's Hogan on top of the cage. Favorite moment of the match. I think we can both agree is macho man's. What do you want to call it? A dive? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it doesn't connect, um, but it is cool because at one point Hogan calls for macho to run in macho runs in I also want to say at this point, later on in the match, there's about five fate stings surrounding the cage, uh, which is supposed to, I think it was supposed to kind of lead into maybe an actual appearance by Steve Borden, but that doesn't materialize whatsoever. Uh, but Macho runs in, runs past the stings who don't stop him for whatever reason, climbs the cage, Hogan pits up Piper, uh, setting up a flying elbow. It doesn't connect. Macho kind of hits Hogan and they both tumble down. But that was just impressive for Randy to go flying 25 feet off top of the cage into the ring. So I, that yeah. that kind of got a gasp out of me just for the physicality of it. And to see such a big guy coming so fucking far off. Oh, cage. 
I mean, he's not exactly Jeff Hardy. So, I mean, seeing Macho <laughs> do something like that, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, here we go. Shittiest moment of the match is whenever Piper bit Hogan on the ass cheek. <laughs> There's that. I also wrote down later on when uh, when the match ends, Bischoff, Hogan, and Macho chain up or actually handcuff Piper to the cage. And Macho delivers the worst left jabs you will ever see in pro wrestling ever. <laughs> Piper doesn't even sell them. I don't even know if they even remotely connect, but the camera is so close to the action. You're just seeing Macho deliver these jabs and like, it's like, he's just punching the air. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Piper biting Hogan on the ass. That just sets the tone for this whole match for sure. A finisher count of. So there's two leg drops, uh, the flying elbow drop and then uh Piper sleeper hold for the win. Was there any blood? <laughs> Yeah, Hogan blades himself later on in the match a little bit. You see him pulling the blade out of his uh, belt, which is funny because normally, you know, guys who are good at it, like a Ric Flair or, you know, Steve Austin, don't have to, you know, you don't ever see them pull out the blade. But uh, Hogan does blade himself. He gets a little bit of blood on his cheek and those, but nothing really to write home about whatsoever. Then match interference, absolutely. It's the NWO, <laughs> yes. and it's this time. Yes, era. the only reason to talk about this match whatsoever is not accounting for the fate stings, not accounting for the Bischoff or the Macho Man. Uh, when they when they handcuff Piper, fan, and I'm going to use the word fan in quotations because legitimately I don't know if it was you know a shoot or a work. Some fan in a steam makeup climbs the cage, jumps in the ring, stings, tackles him to the ground. <laughs> Doug Dillinger and security comes in. Uh, they try to pull him off of it. Hogan and Macho see him. Hogan and Macho start beating the fuck out of this guy. Um, and it, it looks somewhat legit. Uh, so I, I really don't know if it was real or not. Uh, WCW did have a, a thing at the time for a lot of fan interference in the rings. I mean, there's a very famous Nitro where I think four fans jumped in the ring at the same time on DDP. And they had to cut the program short by about 10 minutes. Um, so, you know, who knows? But it. The, the strange thing about it is the camera happens to, you know, cut right to him climbing the ring and then him jumping in. So I don't really know if it was staged or not, but I do know it was just weird the way security security reacted the way security normally reacts to fan interference. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that that was the most exciting part of the whole thing. And then the, the, pe- the pay-per-view just cuts out with uh, Piper chained up and you're left kind of wondering, you know, is this real or not? Which I guess is the point of pro wrestling when you're watching it. So there's that. Was the crowd fired up? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the crowd the crowd during the match is kind of lackluster. There's a lot of drunk assholes right outside the ring that are you know shouting when Piper goes <laughs> over the guardrail. Uh, one guy keeps shouting that he's Irish. You know, Piper's Irish. He's Irish. And I'm like, no, the fuck he isn't. He, like, his whole character is a Scotsman. He's wearing a fucking kilt. Uh, but... Uh, so definitely aside, fired up for the wrong reasons. <laughs> we're getting a fucking geography lesson here in the middle of a main event. Yeah. But the, the thing about it, uh, the, the fans get really invested in a sting appearance. And, I, you know, they're kind of led to think that. I mean, you got fake stings outside the ring. You got NWO, CW guy to the cage. Your gut instinct would tell you we're going to get a sting appearance at some point. He's going to save Piper and we're going to set up Starcade, you know, down the road. That doesn't happen. I don't know if the fan interference changed that or what exactly happened, but 
there's definitely more chance for Sting than anybody else currently in the ring at the end of the match. Bischoff's probably in the back screaming, no Sting right now. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bischoff is out there as he normally is delivering some fucking karate kits to yeah. Piper who's, who's handcuffed. It could have been like one of those last like minute decisions that they were just like not yet the timing's not right. Let's bring it. Yeah, up. probably so. And they could have ran out of time, you know. Also, uh, there's a very infamous Disco Inferno match on this card uh, versus Jacqueline, where he spends a good twenty minutes running around the ring trying to avoid her before any actual contact happens. In the watch, because I'm like, even though I haven't paid for this to watch this pay per view right now. I felt like I was getting gypped out of my money because I'm like, get in the <laughs> fucking rain, dude. <laughs> so maybe they ran out of time. I don't know. It was a very weird ending of a, of a pay-per-view. More theatrics, less wrestling. Is what they're yes. For you. Okay, so was the match outcome fair? No. No. Um, I've never been a fan of the Super Hold, period. I, I get in the, like classic actual wrestling, you know, it was a legitimate submission hold, but in, you know, and this kind of product with the very fancy moves and keep in mind, the thing that kept standing out to me watching this match was this is the same year as Mankind Undertaker Hell in a Cell. Boom. What WWF is doing and this is what WCW is doing on a pay-per-view and you're ending with a sleeper hold and I get that that's Piper's thing, but man, it was boring. <laughs> what a what a lackluster ending. Match rating of, I'm going to give it a one out of five. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two out of five just because I did. Like I said, I did like Macho's drop in and I did like Hogan and Piper on top of the ring. But honestly, if you're going to watch this pay-per-view, watch the Eddie Ray match that that I mean, even if it's on YouTube, go out and seek out yeah. that match. It is well worth your fucking time for sure. Uh, that's Wrestlers a, of all time. That's a one and a half match rating for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So we do got a, an accompanying promo as well here. Oh, it's already brought up. Look at this. He said no. I apologize for this. Fuck that. Oh, his son's in the, in the ring. His son is in the ring. Let's get him out of there right now. Roddy, get out of there now. Come back later. Get the kid out of there. Piper said no. He, he, was, he, he said no. Well, you know, he's right. He has nothing to prove. Yes, sir. This is not this good. is an intrusion, and I apologize. Uh, please, well, whoa, whoa, please, Terry, Terry, don't do this to me, man. Just a just second, folks. Yo, yo, stop! I'm not out here. I'm not out here to do anything, Terry. I'm asking you from the bottom of my heart, man. Don't do nothing. Just let me go home, man. He's well, you know, Terry brother, that's kind of weak, Piper. Pretty Terry, good. Uh, pretty good. Please don't do this yeah. to me. Why don't you go ahead and drop your knees and beg for mercy, Piper? You claiming to be the icon when you go Christmas shopping with your family, when you go to school, who's the wrestler they talk about and who is the icon? Tell them that Hulk Hogan is the icon. Roddy, I said what you don't dick. have to do this. You don't have to be <laughs> put through any more humiliation. Um, Hulk, uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan uh, is the icon, okay? Does that make you happy, man? 
You know what? It feels good to tell the truth, doesn't it? Hey, now that this is out in the air, brother, I said I would wrestle you tonight. You got a buffer, a smoke screen, and the bottom line is this. I'm done with you. You talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is Green Bay right here. And my friend, calling you a coward is one thing. Saying you're yellow is another. But when it comes to maybe letting a seatbelt hold you back, or maybe <laughs> hiding behind a woman or a kilt, you, my friend, don't deserve to be called a coward. You, my friend, have sunk to the depths of humanity. You make me sick because you're hiding behind a kid. So why don't you just pack it up and get out of my sport now that you've admitted I'm the greatest and get out of my face. Roddy. Roddy, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. To come out here on a television show. Oh! The magnitude as this one In and then to be verbally dressed down in front of his own son i can't help but believe this is one of the most reprehensible things i have ever seen roddy piper i'm real sorry okay go get him dad young man is crying <laughs> Oh shit, it's about to go down. Wait a minute. Oh! oh. Take it away! Get him! Get him! Oh. <laughs> Let's let the tail kicking begin! Whip him! Whip him! Roddy Piper! And I tell you right now, Gouge it's gonna take every security <laughs> officer to pull him off the hose. Oh, there's Jared Bischoff with the fucking chair. Look at Bischoff, go ahead, get in the ring! The chair's not gonna hurt him! Bischoff is afraid to get too close to Piper. And he's got the belt. Oh, he's got the belt. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> there's your icon. There's your Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And there's your Hogan. There's your world champion. And Eric Bischoff. Now, now, who stands in the ring? Yeah. Who stands in the ring? It's the icon. That man right there. Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Okay. Kid looks scared as fuck. He's going to do it. Jesus, <laughs> pretty good stuff. That is great. That, I love that he calls him Terry. That that that's that's great storytelling there because some wrestling fans know Hulk Hogan's real name, and that just added a, a, a hint of legitimacy uh, of realness to the whole fucking thing. You yes. know, Terry, please, Terry, don't do this. Yeah, it's 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 a great promo, and it's a, a good highlight of a WCW promo done proper. I want to give a little bit of credit to Hogan too. I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Hogan at all. Um, but especially Hill Hogan, he could be pretty good on a mic when he wanted to. I mean, that was yes. pretty good Hill promo talk. Everything was good other than the Green Bay Packers thing. I don't know where that was leading. <laughs> that was weird. Like the Green Bay Packers. I'm Green Bay. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, Hogan? <laughs>
But anyway, uh, yeah, another great promo. And we got some news for you. So it's Newsflash, sucker! Raw reunion episode. Have you uh, heard about this? I have. So uh, remind me of the lineup. Was it Austin, Hogan, Flair, anybody uh, else? We will. 33 wrestlers from what I know. Uh, it was like fucking desperation to me, but you know. WWE Raw reunion prediction. I'll tune in. Uh, that's a fucking video. We're not watching a video. Give me a list. <laughs> Kurt Angle was uh one of the ones. Are you a are you a Kurt Angle fan? Kurt Angle actually went to school about twenty minutes away from me. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if that answers the question or not. Uh, but, uh, he's not one of my favorites. As someone's like, so what's your favorite wrestler? I'm like, not Kurt Angle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've never minded Kurt Angle. He seemed like a good worker. Uh, I can't think of anybody better at the, um, I think I'm the shit and everyone hates me kind of thing. Maybe early rock. But uh, Kurt Angle has always been good at the, uh, everybody fucking hates my guts and I just don't understand why. So I'll give him that credit at least. Uh, so Booker T, Shawn Michaels, Christian, No Edge, Mark Henry, and many more confirmed. Mm. So are they just coming out to say hi? Or are we have to get anything out of them, or is it just, I think uh, they're just you coming know, out to say hi? Really? Yeah. What culture has a uh, all thirty three wrestlers confirmed, but they don't have a list? Of course, they don't have a fucking list. You have to watch their damn video. <laughs> Oh, Booker T. Nope, they have a list. Booker T. Lillian Garcia. Gerard Briscoe. Okay. Pat Patterson. Okay. Jerry Lawler. Hmm. He's AEW now. Uh, Angle. Yeah. Ron Simmons. <laughs> There's only one damn thing that I want him to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hurricane Helms. It's gonna be cool. Rikishi. Mark Henry. Melina. Where's she been? Getting double stuff somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Tito Barella. Christian, but no edge, which fucks me off. Uh, Boogeyman's coming back. Uh, Kelly Kelly. I wonder what she looks like these days. The Godfather. <laughs> you can't say hose on TV anymore. What the uh, fuck? Candace Michelle. Oldra Blaze. She looks old school wrestling. Uh Sid Vicious is coming back. Oh shit. Uh Sergeant Slatter. Road Dog. X Pac. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the motherfucking South. Ted DiBiase. Eric Bischoff. You guys are always already in the fucking WWE, like regularly. Nash. <laughs> uh, Hall. Foley. Doesn't count! Uh, <laughs> Flair, that doesn't count. Shawn Michaels, okay. There better be a DX thing. Hogan, have you ever seen the Ultimate Warrior, like, the promo where he's really coked up? He's like, um, Hulk! Hogan! 
Oh God! Yeah, he, <laughs> he's in front of the locker. I think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, fucking great stuff. Uh, Austin, of course, Flash Shatters, uh, and Devon Dudley. Ooh, <laughs> I actually talked to him the other day. Uh, really? I messaged him on Instagram about actually coming on. He said he would, but I have to go through WWE first. <laughs> Shit. Well, that means that means it ain't happening then. because WWE produces their own podcast material, so you have to go through them and those people in order to get their people. Makes sense. They don't. They actually mm. they're part of this fucking market now. Bullshit. But anyway, talking about wrestlers that we wish would come back, CM Punk. Uh, he's making an appearance after Starcast Three. After complaining on Twitter, he's done talking about wrestling. <laughs> celebration at Star Wars Celebration uh, in Chicago a little bit ago and I was like is that fucking CM Punk and then they brought him up on stage and I was like oh fuck it is CM Punk like what the hell is he doing here CM Punk was at Star Wars Celebration he was he was yeah <laughs> he's not doing anything else so you know yeah so the headline is it's speculation time been announced the former WWE champion, one of the best, and current UFC fighter, one of the worst, CM Punk will return <laughs> to the wrestling world for StarCast 3. Could he show up at All Elite, All Elite Wrestling's All Out? Probably not. Uh, it's been announced that CM Punk will finally return to the world wrestling for an appearance at StarCast 3. Doesn't count. It's the same time and location at All Elite, All Elite Wrestling All Out. Okay, listen. Listen. If All Elite Wrestling got CM Punk, WCW, not that, no, not WCW. <laughs> what the fuck? We talked about WCW. WWE just call it quits right now. All I can tell you here's here's a headliner match, John. CM Punk, John Moxley yep. for the title. Yeah, I saw where Jericho was kind of pussyfooting around with it and said that the roster at AEW is too full for CM Punk. Oh, fuck Jericho, because he wants to be number one. And he could just be, you know, maybe trying to bury the lead a little bit. But I'm sitting there thinking, fuck, that'd be a huge get uh, for EW, CM Punk. And, you know, he's a guy that's got a lot of years left in him in the business. And uh, I'd hate for him to not be utilized. And I don't think WWE wants to do business with him anymore uh, long term. So, I mean, if he can go to EW, hell yeah, man, I'm all about it. I think after that little performance, I don't think... He's ever going to be part of WWE programming again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we, we love CM Punk. CM Punk was one of the best. Uh, the only good thing to come out of the ECW revival is CM Punk. Did you know that? Yes, I agree with you 100%. Uh, there was a lot. That's something that I probably would like to touch on on future episodes if you'd uh, like to do that with us. Is we would like oh, yeah. to go through the wwe era ecw and find the best matches of those that way that's a light in a very dark tunnel type thing uh <laughs> well we i have to at least come back on and do a good match uh <laughs> considering <laughs> this fucking match that we talked about tonight yes oh for sure uh have you watched a lot of ecw stuff are you familiar with mike awesome's matches um Honestly, no. The most I'm familiar with with, uh, with ECW is uh, Steve Austin's time there. Oh, okay. And that's only because I've seen so many Steve Austin documentaries that, that uh, show a lot of his ECW matches. I've never watched an entire ECW 
program ever. Um, but you know, I've got access to it. So if we want to, we want to decide to do one. I definitely can watch it. Awesome. Yeah. When I was younger, my mother actually took me to ECW and I got to see the WWE version. And that was really cool. Cause I got to see Sabu wrestle and like, and he, he wasn't really used a lot because he was, you know, more of the hardcore and we're starting to get into the PG era at that time, you know? So the, the fact that I was able to see him in Pittsburgh was just really cool. And that was the same night that edge fought the undertaker. No. Mark Henry fought the undertaker in a steel cage on SmackDown and they do it, did a back to back dual taping. Yeah. And uh, at the end of the match, Edge cashed in the money in the bank, came in over the cage and then pinned Taker for the, and took the belt. It's good shit, man. That was a good it's real good shit. Oh, I remember what happened now is, is Sabu had a chair and Bobby Lashley speared him and it threw him outside of the ring. <laughs> that was because remember how big of a push they had with Bobby Lashley and then they had Donald Trump as his like manager. Hmm. I, I I remember a lot of like I'm trying to think of like the reputation that ECW had in the late 90s and it was kind of like these motherfuckers are using crutches and wheelchairs oh, and uh, they know, were dumpsters porn stars they had porn stars as their <laughs> models that were out there dancing around and shit uh, a lot of them came out to, to the ring with porn stars or were currently dating them they had crazy shit like i there was one there where they go to the very top of the rafters and they jump the whole way down like it's just absolute bonkers with the fucking barbed wire rope matches and the fire it's just ridiculous <laughs> it's over the top action non-stop paul Heyman is a god when it comes literally if vince would just be like paul run the show they would save the wwe from aew because all aew is is the next WCW signing with yep. TNT is just a cycle. It's just a cycle of TNT signing with the next big thing. I think they see that. I think everyone can see that. Uh, we ha- thought we would have hope with this Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman thing, but guess what? You guys aren't loosening the grip too much. If one of you guys are out there listening right now, because we did just break a thousand listeners on this bitch. Uh, <laughs> For some fucking reason, <laughs> so, some somewhere in a fucking private jet, Vince Man has this yes. episode downloaded onto his iPhone, <laughs> and he's like, "Motherfuckers, bitch <laughs> <laughs> around to Pittsburgh." Yes, loosen the fucking grip on Heyman and Bischoff. Let Bischoff run SmackDown like old a- WCW. Let there be multiple fucking storylines that don't connect with each other happening all at the same time. Okay. Just crazy out of this world storylines. Let Heyman run raw the way he ran ECW. Create awesome storylines. Let there fucking be a little bit of swearing. Drop that PG. Make it a little bit maybe advisory stuff. Okay. Let's see some advisory stuff. But no, we can't do that. Well, I think extreme rules and we barely had any extreme rules matches. That That's the biggest problem here is... I go back and I can watch all these old hardcore matches and I love that shit. That is the best of the stuff. Uh, old ECW hardcore matches. WWF era even hardcore mass- matches with Mick Foley and stuff. That that stuff was even really good. I think there was a match. It was Jeff Hardy versus Matt Hardy for the hardcore title at some point. 
Yep. I'm a big Hardy Boys fan. Yeah, okay, um, me too. I, I know Je- I know Jeff has had his issues. Even real recently, I know Jeff has had his issues. But uh, when he was on top of his game, when the Hardy Boys were on top of their game, that was some of the best shit you could see oh, in WWF. For sure. for sure. Match with him and Taker, ladder match. Uh, it's one of the all-time greats. I think all-time Jeff was in WCW shit. for one match as a jobber. Uh, that, that, that makes sense. Probably so. I'm not sure, uh, but I still, I, 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 I just hope he gets his life together. I don't want anything really bad to happen, to Jeff Hardy. I know he's had so many ups and downs in his life, yeah. but uh, he's definitely got a huge fan base. I'm, I'm part of that fan base, and I wish him well. And he's one of the most entertaining guys you could ever see in a ring. What's your favorite Hardy Boy storyline? Uh, version one, two, or Brother mm. Nero? Think, uh. Feuds really. I'm trying to think. I always liked them when they were going against each other better than together. Okay. But yeah, I, I I can't think of one specifically right now. But just anytime they got in the ring, and it, it just felt like you never know what we we're going to see. And Jeff Jeff Hardy specifically was not the kind of wrestler. Time WWF was trying to really push hard in terms of his look and style, and you know the makeup. Later and on, stuff. he would. Yeah, de- yeah definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But early, early stuff. Really interesting. And, uh, of course, he's got that great TNA match with Stain that everyone you know, yes. knows about, uh, <laughs> which is pro- probably the best out, the best five minutes of television ever. But, uh, so yeah, fun. I don't know. <laughs> Jeff Hardy fan. Uh, what was it? Uh, also in TNA, he had that crazy swanton bomb on Abyss, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. It was insane. Like, it's really high off the ground, swanton bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Foley heights. <laughs> so he did good stuff, not only in uh, WWF, but also TNA. Not so much towards the end. <laughs> that Willow, the, the Willow stuff got out of hand real quick. Wife is, is not a wrestling fan whatsoever. And I actually showed her the Sting uh, Jeff Hardy match at one point. And I was like, watch this and tell me what you think is going on. <laughs> and so we start the match. He He takes forever to come out. He comes out, he's clearly smashed hard. So, <laughs> he takes forever to, th- to take his shirt off. He throws his shirt out into the crowd. Sting is like, what the fuck is going on? And my wife was like, hey, and I'm like, no, that guy is very far from fucking okay. Yeah. Puff <laughs> came out. Uh, and he's like, we're going to turn this into a, a no DQ match or whatever the fuck he says. My wife was like, did he tell them to do something different? And I was like, oh, yeah. He was like, fucking pin this motherfucker and let's go home. But yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Good, great stuff. <laughs> great stuff. For sure. Is he okay? No, he's not. No. He's not, baby. He's, he's never going to okay. be okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, big, big fucking fan of the show. I'm a fan of everything you guys do at Dubat Discussion Network, uh, period. You got a lot of great variety of shows. And you're the fucking remaster you're you're the you know at you're the post stunning steve pre-stone cold remaster <laughs> of keeping all this shit going man uh i try my best and i i try to provide some sort of uniformity to all this crazy shit that we put out uh we got six shows working on eight <laughs> it's jesus it's big but our numbers are are holding strong now but awesome, thank, man. but uh thanks for coming on and We'll do this again sometime very soon. All right.